It is Christmas Day, the 25th of December, 2020. The promise had come true that God will send a liberator, a people liberator, a savior, a deliverer. The good news is that God hears our cries, that God hears our groanings, and when God responds and answers our prayers and expectations, it brings peace to our hearts. And so on this day, God entered our community. The Word became flesh, and God had come to dwell among us, full of grace and full of truth. Now we can understand God's love for us, and God's plan for salvation is at the core of what we celebrate today. And so, sisters and brothers in Jesus Christ, our readings for today is from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2 to 7, as our first reading. And our second reading is from the Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 to verse 20. Our key verse from Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, and it simply reads, For to us a child is born, and he will be called Prince of Peace. And then from the Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 2, verse 13, Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. And so friends, come let us join together in prayer. Jesus, you are the light of the world. Shine on us now and reveal yourself to us. Jesus, you are the word made flesh. Move in us and move amongst us so that we may be changed and transformed by what we hear today. And so may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Our readings for today, sisters and brothers in Jesus Christ, comes from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2 to 7, as our first reading. And our second reading comes to us from the Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 to verse 20. Grace and peace to you from God our Creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. The theme of our family worship service on this Christmas day is The Prince of Peace was born amongst us. The Prince of Peace was born amongst us. And so, friends, in Jesus Christ, the human race is struggling with conflict. The human race is struggling with strife and tension. The human race is struggling with, with war, almost to the point of despair and despondency, in order to achieve lasting peace in the world and in nations around the world. The human race is toiling. The human race is working hard to achieve lasting peace in the world today. But history and our experiences continuously points us into the direction of mothers. It continuously points us in the direction of fathers and brothers and sisters. History and our experiences continuously points us into the direction of widows and widowers in almost every generation of people who have wept or are weeping and mourning for family members who had gone to war and never returned. 
History tells us that the blood of the millions of people have been shed as they wage war in order to achieve peace or in order to secure peace. Coming into its existence in 1945, the United Nations' one central mission is the maintenance of international peace and security. The devastation caused by the Second World War brought about the constitution of the United Nations. And today it is the human beings involved in the United Nations that work to prevent conflict, that work and that help parties involved in conflict to make peace. Today it is the human beings involved in the work of United Nations which help the world to keep the peace and create conditions to allow peace to flourish in countries around the world. And so all over the world there are operations to maintain peace, to facilitate political processes, to protect civilians, to assist with disarmament and the elimination of weapons of mass destruction and nuclear weapons. All over the world the United Nations support constitutional processes and assist in the restoring the rule of law. All this effort from the United Nations is to advance international peace and to advance international security in the world today. But despite all of these efforts, there are countries in the world that chooses its battles. There are countries in the world today that are focused on only their self identified priorities. There are countries that are huge on domestic control and suppresses all sorts of, of potential dissents and who seek to exploit conflict situations to their advantage. Many countries around the world are full of domestic turbulence. They are full of discord among political leaders and even in our own country, there are discord amongst political leaders. There are discord amongst political leaders of the world. Many countries flex their muscles in the region where they are situated. And so today we see mass protest action across the world. Today we see these mass protest actions in countries and it is in countries governed by both the left and the right, democracies and autocracies. From Latin America, America, Asia, Africa to the Middle East, and Britain who is on the verge of leaving the European Union. This is not all. We see stable democracies in which election results are questions and one wonders who is the real president of that country today. But we see more. We see horrific bloodshed. We see uprising. And we see protest actions virtually in every country across the world today. There is simply no peace in the world today. Let alone peace in many people's heart. Let alone peace in many families. Let alone peace in many people's lives. 
the will of God and the wish that lies deeply embedded in the heart of God is the well-being of the world's population. And so the prophet Isaiah says this about Jesus Christ. As he refers to Jesus Christ, he said, And he will be called Prince of Peace. The Gospel according to St. Luke chapter 2 verse 13 records the will of God for humanity and for the whole inhabited earth in this way. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. This is an announcement from heaven about the birth of Jesus Christ in Bethlehem in Judea. There in Bethlehem, the simple shepherds will find the Christ child laying in a feeding trough for cattle because Mary and Joseph had taken shelter in a stable. The stable was a cave in the side of a hill just behind the inn. The heavenly visitors, or the heavenly visitation who delivered the message to the shepherds, was attendant with the radiance of the divine glory that shone around them. This vision brought some measure of fear into the hearts of the shepherds. But those fears were quickly dispelled when they had heard the good news, the promising news about a Savior, the promising news about our Lord who had been born in Bethlehem, the town of David. This is what they have been waiting for. But now, that waiting for the shepherds, that waiting for the people of Israel, that waiting for the whole inhabited earth is over. It had come to an end at the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so, sisters and brothers in Jesus Christ, in Jesus we celebrate the humility of a great, loving, and peace-driven God who emptied himself of his glory on Christmas Day. He did not empty himself of his divinity, but God made himself of no reputation. It is heaven who reminded earth on this day that God had come to dwell amongst us. And it is the prophet Isaiah who spoke about the peace as a key element in the heart of our God. And this is the reason why Christmas cannot be cancelled. Christmas cannot be cancelled by Britain. Christmas cannot be cancelled by the British Prime Minister or any other nation or any other person for that matter. Peace and love is key elements in the heart of God, and it should be key elements in the hearts of those who love and those who accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as their liberator, who accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as their friend, who accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as their redeemer and their savior. And so peace and love should be key elements in the hearts of those people who want to serve God in the world. It appears that the angel and the heavenly host referred to at the birth of Jesus Christ is not just an absence of conflict, 
It is not just an absence of strife. It is not just an absence of tension in the world or in our own lives or in the lives of our family members or in the lives of our friends. But the prophet Isaiah said that peace in our hearts are a desire for calmness, a desire for prosperity, a desire for economic and social progress and happiness and contentment and growth. And so peace is much more than a feeling that we carry in our hearts of being happy, of being comfortable and healthy. Peace has also to do with how we as human beings can function on a social and personal level and how satisfied people are with their lives as a whole. To the question, Hukum kan jy nie tot rustig kom nie? Hukum hier die verslaving aan alcohol? Kom die antwoord, Ek kan net nie vrede in my siel kry nie, vanaf die oomblik en die dag dat my man gesterf het nie. Ek kan net nie vrede in my siel kry nie, want my kind is verslaaf aan dwelms. And so friends, therefore peace is much more than just a feeling that we carry in our hearts of being happy, comfortable and healthy. Peace has also to do with how we as human beings function on a social and personal level and how satisfied people are with their lives as a whole. And so peace is a condition in which all things, human beings, animals, plants and the earth, follow our destinies undisturbed. Peace has to do with a constant evaluation of our lives. This is only possible when all people on planet Earth recognize God in his deity, recognize that peace is God-centered rather than a product of human struggle, rather than a product of human toil, rather than a product of human resolutions or willpower or even based on human strength. Peace cannot be based on the absence of conflict or strife or tension or war. And so when the angels in the heavenly host sang, Peace on earth, at the birth of Jesus Christ, they were sharing with us up till today the promising news that God's agent of peace was born as the Prince of Peace. And that peace is part of God. Peace is part of God's plan and God's will for the world, for humanity, for the whole inhabited earth, for you and for me and for our families and for our country and our communities and for all the nations of the world. The birth of Jesus Christ therefore challenges every world leader. It challenges every political party leader. It challenges every person who holds power in all sorts of groups, in all sorts of organizations and companies and situations and families 
to make peace a key element in their hearts. All too often peace is sacrificed by rulers. All too often people, all too often peace is sacrificed by people in positions of power, in groups, in companies, in organizations and families who are driven by a lust for more power. They want to hold on to that power and the position of power as long as they are able to, even if it means the destruction of life and the destruction of human life in particular. This kind of situation where a person cling to power always brought forth a reaction from people. And the reaction is to curb that lust for power that always leads to corruption and the disturbance of sound, caring, upright and moral order of things. A lust for power and inability to let go of power always disallow people to live creative, always disallow people to live purposeful and peaceful lives. Power is part of God's rule. And with power comes responsibility. And with great power comes great responsibility. God desires responsible use of power and integrity on the part of those exercising power. Power is derived from God and how we use our power. We remain answerable to God. And so we need to be careful not to use our power for our self-promotion or even self-enrichment. And therefore, we need to be careful how we use our power. And we shouldn't even use power for our own selfish ends, because the moment we use power for self-promotion, self-enrichment, our own selfish ends, there will be consequences that will follow our actions. And sometimes these consequences are severe consequences. I want to conclude this morning. Peace is to live in a way and in a manner that is purposeful. Peace is to live in a way and a manner that is meaningful and purpose-driven. Peace is to live in a manner that speaks to what God's will for your life, what God's will is for the nation, and what God wills for the entire world. Jesus coming to us, his birth, was to share himself and his understanding of God with us. Today, Jesus is saying to you and Jesus is saying to me, look at life. Or look at God, look at life, and look at your total experience through my eyes and see that nature is an arena of God's creative act and see that every person on earth are beings in whom God's image dwells. So let there be peace on earth. And so may Jesus fill your heart with love and peace today, on this Christmas day. May this Christmas day grant goodwill and hope to you 
goodwill and hope to your family. And as you share your love, share your love and your peace, not only with others, but with your family and your friends as we celebrate this day. And as you share your, your peace and your love with family and friends on this Christmas day, let it not only be for this day, let it be for the entire year, all year round. And may it set a light to your community so that your community and the whole inhabited earth will be able to grow in love and goodwill and peace because Jesus, the Prince of Peace, was born on this Christmas day. And so glory be to God, the giver of peace. Glory be to Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Glory be to the Holy Spirit who helps us to live in peace. Come, let us join together in prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, help me to make peace wherever I am. Lord Jesus Christ, breathe peace into all turbulent and turmoil situations in the world, our country, and into family lives. Family lives who may be turned upside down by tension and conflict and strife amongst family members. And so we pray this prayer in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, to him with you and the Holy Spirit, one blessed God be glory and unending praise. Amen. And so, sisters and brothers in Jesus Christ, friends in Jesus Christ, may you and your family have a merry Christmas and a blessed Christmas tide as we continue to celebrate Christmas for the next 12 days. And that comes from myself, Reverend Advocate Calvin Harris, my wife Kathy, my two children, Candace and Cleholan. A Merry Christmas to you today. Amen. <laughs>